Welcome to a brand new episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Welcome back, everyone, to another brand new episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. One of these days, I'm going to find a new way to open this podcast, I promise. Um, For now, this is just what I keep reverting to, and I know I keep saying that, but I'll get there. Today's episode, well, first off, I am solo again this week. Um, That's only because I've been recording two to three to four episodes a week now, just pushing content out and like piling them up into my Google Drive so that I can continuously pump content out while I travel a lot. Um, Work has been crazy for me. Work's been really crazy for Brian as well. We're kind of just, uh, you know, we're in a really good space right now, I feel, both of us in our careers. So we have a little less time to actually sit down and record these while it's like, you know, being pushed out on a Tuesday. So I kind of have to pre-record my episodes lately. But today's episode's a good one. It's a short and sweet one. It's a very practical one. And it's something that will that's relatable to anybody listening right now around the world, pretty much. I mean, unless you live in the Caribbean islands. But um, this was a topic suggestion by a friend as well. And so I figured now would be the best time to squeeze this one in since I am about to go on a vacation for a week and I'm not taking my work computer. I'm not taking my work phone. I'm not answering work emails. I'm not making work texts. I just don't care for these next seven days. And this will be the first vacation that I'll be taking in six years where I'm not working. Um, Almost every vacation I've taken in the last six years, I've had to work. And well, that's over with now. So the topic today is Getting over the winter blues, mentally, physically, and emotionally. This is for some of us, and especially for myself. I'm not going to say that I am a seasonally depressed individual because I'm not. Um, I also don't like the word depressed, not to you know stigmatize or hate or judge anybody. It's just a word that's never been in my vocabulary for myself. I will say this though. When I go days without sunlight... I get very groggy and irritable and just sluggish. And so I've done a ton of research on this. I've been to doctors um, on this topic when I was a kid with my mom. And I just, I tend to get a vitamin D deficiency. And a lot of that comes from the fact that I have a very plant-based rich diet. I've always been, I was a vegetarian when I was a kid. And then as I grew up, I became a plant-based vegan. So I don't always get the vitamin D that I need unless I'm taking it like through a pill form and I don't like taking pills for anything. So when there's no sun, I get a little peeved. Um, and then like, you know, it could be t- 10 degrees outside, but the sun can be out and I'm just fine. So for me, the winter blues are real as probably is for a lot of you that are listening right now. And I have five suggestions or maybe tips. They seem to work for me. Some work well than others, depending on the given day or my mood or the weather. But all of these things I tend to do extra hard in the wintertime. So the first thing is saging and earthing. It's kind of an odd combo, but saging and earthing to me are things that are very energetic. Um, They change they manipulate the energy, um, not to get too technical with this stuff or like esoteric, but energy can't be created or 
or like deleted. You know, it can only be manipulated. So it changes the energy of your body and of your space. So in the wintertime, we tend to have the heat running high. We have our fireplaces on. The windows are always closed. And how many times during the winter do we actually throw our windows open and get fresh air into our home? You know, we keep breathing that same recycled air over and over again. If you have pets like we do, it's kind of gross. So plus my, my cleaning lady comes once every other week and she uses like, um, she is actually really good with the chemicals that she uses, but, uh, I'm super into like clean, fresh stuff. And so is she, but even after that, like, I don't like the smell of chlorine, you know? So like, I'm always opening windows, even when the house is clean, just to get like fresh air into the house. And like everything that was just cleaned is like, you know, refueled with fresh air. It's like a very, it's a good combo, like a clean house and then open your windows and you get fresh air. So I'm always doing that. But saging is something that I do in a clean home. I don't really do it when the house is dirty. But what you do is you can get a sage kit anywhere, honestly. Um, Whole Foods, Amazon. We'll be selling it soon on our website by Dixon, which is not live yet. But for saging, you basically take um, the saging bowl, the sage, light it with an open flame. I usually just do it on my stove or lighter. You open all of your windows um, in your house. And the reason for this is because as you're pushing out bad energy and clearing the energy in your home, you want that bad to go outside and you want the good to come in. So if you sage with closed windows and doors, it doesn't really do anything. The whole point is to exchange and manipulate that energy to go in and out of your home. So I start at, I usually start at our back door and with the, I have intentions in my heart and in my mind. Sometimes I say them out loud. Sometimes I say them quietly in my head. And I'm just, when you get into it and you're going through your entire house, you kind of get into it and it feels good. Like, you know, bless our cars and our vehicles that keep us safe, our backyard that allows us to spend time outside. And this is in the wintertime. So when I'm being grateful for my backyard that I'm not using that much in the, in the wintertime, but I'm intentionally being grateful for it for when I do get to use it and just grateful for the space that I have, that's what puts you in a good mood. It brings forth this grateful energy and reminds you of like all that you have to be grateful for. So I start at the back door, then I go over our dining table and I'm grateful for all of our friends and family that join us. Um, I go through our kitchen for all of our healthy food and the knowledge of what we should be eating and not eating in our household. I go over the puppy crates, you know, I'm thankful for them. I go all the way around the entire first floor, our bathrooms, our closets, our pantry, our living room, our home office, our front door, our foyer, the whole thing. And I think of like, you know, our friends and family smiling, our friends visiting us and just grateful that we have like such a beautiful home to sit in and we have everything that we need and may only positive. This is something I really do say to my, like at my front door, I'm standing at it with it open that only blessings pour into this house and that only positive people, places, things, and experiences that have good intentions for us, that are good people, uh, may walk through this front door of ours. Um, and I also do it in our foyer and our first front door. We have two front doors. And I also go do it there to keep us safe, to keep the house safe, and to basically just thank the universe and the home that gives us shelter. Then I walk all the way through the hallway again. I go upstairs to the second floor. And we have a, we call it the Buddha room, but it's our meditation room basically. And it's also our second guest bedroom. It has like this huge altar with a bunch of 
statues that Brian and I have collected over the years that have been given to us by friends and family. There's a all white bed in the corner for a guest. Um, there's candles, there's lamps, and our podcasting table is also here when we want to record out of our home. So I go in this room and in this room I get really, really intentional. I think this is where I do all of my, uh, asking and believing and receiving in this, in this room right here. And then I go into our other guest bedroom and kind of there, I just think like our friends and family that come to visit us, like they have a place to stay. I'm so lucky to have another room for them and to just keep everybody healthy. I tend to just go through people that have stayed here before, you know, in my head. Then I go through a hallway. I go into my bathroom. I go into our laundry room, thankful for the clothes, the warm water, clean water, um, our healthy hygiene, our healthy bodies. Then I go into our master bedroom and our master bed, bathroom and bedroom. And I do a whole spiel there for Brian and I, kind of just uh, thanking the universe for bringing us together, for keeping us healthy, for keeping us happy, for blessing our marriage. Like it's really specific and intentional. I think I just gave away too much information, but you get what I'm saying. Like I hit every nook and cranny and I just say, what I feel in my heart out loud. And I let the energy just exchange. And the windows and doors are open throughout the entire house and I'm doing this. And then I go back downstairs and I close all the windows and doors. Then I come back up and close the windows and doors up here. So what that does is one, it connects you with nature because in the winter time, we tend to kind of withdraw, like I said earlier, recycled air, always huddled and bottled and jackets. And we're in the car, we have the windows up with the heater. We're in our offices, windows up, heater on. You know, at home, it's the same situation. But when you open the windows and you're intentionally changing the energy, you immediately feel this like uplifted, calm, gratifying loving energy. Like the weather is not even on your radar at this point. You're just so happy to be here in this space of yours and you can feel it. Just try it one time. You actually really do feel it. It's a very addicting thing to uh, get started on. Like I love doing it. The second thing that goes hand in hand with this is earthing. I know many of you are like, well, I don't live near the water or a beach like where I can just, you know, put my toes in the sand or go walk in the grass. It's like negative 20 degrees here and snowing. I do believe that, that is the, that's the most appropriate way of earthing. But for those of us that live in states that are cold, especially in the winter months, I think that just putting on sneakers, pants, and a jacket and a hat and going for like a half a mile walk outside in your neighborhood or on your street is a form of earthing just to be able to walk and breathe in fresh air, to feel that cool air. And if the sun's out, that's even better. You're going to like feel the sun on your face. It's going to be so warm. The rest of you might be cold, but that's a part of earthing is just to kind of get grounded again and to just feel nature, to be in nature to the best of your ability that you can. So just because you're not in a warm place or not near a body of water or don't have the beach or don't have you know a grassy lawn to to walk over, it it shouldn't prevent you from still spending you know some time outside, even if it's just fifteen minutes. Um, that can be very very helpful. The second thing of the five things that I recommend are doing or participating in warming activities. I like to think of these as these are the things that we all 
begin to look forward to when it's like scorching hot, 102 degrees and super humid out, you know? And you're just like, I can't wait for fall, a cozy sweatshirt and my coffee or my matcha latte or my hot cocoa, whatever it is, or can't wait to just go on a sauna or a jacuzzi. This is now the time, you know, these winter months is the time now to enjoy all that. So make a list of all the things that make you think of winter and make you like winter and help you enjoy winter. And some of the things that are, that I enjoy are salt baths in my house, um, the sauna, the steam room. Yoga is a very helpful grounding activity that you could do in your home. Massages are phenomenal. We are so, when you're cold, your body naturally curls up and hunches over, which affects your spinal cord and your vertebrae and your shoulders and your neck area. And so we tend to hold a lot of stress in this area in the winter months, especially. And so massages are a great way to just release that tension from your body, which is very helpful. Um, get a fireplace in your home. And I, that's, you know, I'm not saying go get a real fireplace if you don't have one, but if you have one, use it. And if you don't, get like a small electric one. I think those are such a great addition to homes and apartments and can really make you look forward to like a warm winter evening as opposed to feeling down and out. Um, find a new you know, coffee or matcha or cocoa recipe that you can look forward to this winter. You know, find something that that you can look forward to every single day during the winter months that you won't do in the summer. You know, something I do that's kind of odd that helps in the winter is I just buy really new gym clothes. <laughs> I don't know why I do it. I love getting warm gym clothes gear. I'm not sure because when I'm in the gym, I'm sweating so bad, but I still like it. Like a nice jacket from Lululemon that I can like wear and walk to my car with matching shoes and matching leggings. It's just very motivating and helps me kind of get out of the house or like even wear it in the house. Um, pick up a new baking hobby. Find new recipes that you want to cook this winter or bake this winter. Um, baking is a great way to kind of get your mind off of, you know, the fact that you can't go outside or the fact that you, you know, can't swim or you're not on the beach somewhere. The, the whole point is to do things that help you be happy now in the moment and take away your focus from like what's making you feel so blue during these winter months. The third thing is going to come as no surprise. If you're an avid listener of our podcast, then I'm a big one on this. Like I just mentioned, you're just trying to do things that capture your attention and make you feel good. And they take away your focus from you being so down and out about the winter months. So this third one is meditate. I have been meditating every single day for a very, very long time. And it's single-handedly the one thing that keeps me super positive, super motivated, super happy and grateful to a point where I may notice the weather, of course I notice it, but it doesn't stop me in my tracks. You know, it doesn't tell me to go nap. It doesn't tell me to not go outside. No, I'm up and doing my stuff. It doesn't stop me. And so meditate. And if you think that you can't meditate or it's hard for you or you have a hard time relaxing or focusing in that moment, two things I would suggest. Meditate with non-toxic incense sticks, which are available on Amazon and Whole Foods. We will also be selling those soon on our website or use really pure organic essential oils. 
um, any scent that you like that helps you be calm and grounded and makes you feel good. These two things paired with meditation, and don't do both. Pick essential oils or pick an incense stick. Don't do both of them together. I, I don't suggest that. And put on a meditation video. I have tons of them up on my Instagram and my highlights if you guys go on there. Um, and just pick one, you know, and just sit in your sacred space, in your clean space, and let yourself drift off. And trust me, the the smells help a lot. The fourth thing, now a little disclaimer, I know that some people are not going to agree with me here, but you have to learn to eat more seasonal fruits and vegetables. So in the States, I noticed that food combining or seasonal fruits and vegetables is not really a topic that's discussed. Um, A lot of people just kind of silently go into the grocery store and just pick what's there and then like go home and consume it. But I grew up kind of being taught about the importance of food combining and the importance of only eating fruits and vegetables, spices and herbs that you should be eating seasonally. So for example, I'm not going to be using cinnamon in the summertime. I won't be using, oh, I'll use cloves all year round. Um, I will not eat sweet potato that much or yams in the wintertime, but I will in the summer. I'm not big on quinoa and rice in the summer, but I'll definitely incorporate those into our meals in the wintertime. And I'm going to do an entire podcast episode on food combining and the importance of only eating things that are in season and how and why we should be doing this and the importance of it is for our health and our mind, body, and spirit. It's like really deep and out there. I'm not going to get into it today, but it's very, very helpful. So in the wintertime, you're going to want to first just Google the the fruits that are in season um, and the vegetables that are in season. And most of them, I'm going to be, you know, mentioning them right now, but you want to focus on root vegetables. So you've got your Japanese yams, you've got sweet potatoes, beets, um, soups and stews, squashes, carrots, um, toast. Um, I like to use Ezekiel bread, but lately I've been into making my own bread. Um, I'll throw that recipe up soon as well. It's just three ingredients and it's super easy and healthy and it kind of cuts out all the crap that people put in these bagged foods that we have to buy. Um, So you want to eat stuff like that. Now, I am a big proponent of smoothies and trying to get my greens and fruits in for the day as well. And I have a trick for that. I'll do spinach and I'll just do like half an apple with like a sprinkle of like pumpkin spice in it with some almond milk. You know, that... Pumpkin spice flavored seasoning in the wintertime paired with the almond milk with my apple and spinach tastes so good. And I don't use frozen fruits or vegetables ever, not even in my smoothies. So you might just want to try that. Um, Kind of eat more grounding, earthy, heavier yet healthy, wholesome foods. Definitely incorporate nuts into your diet. That can be super helpful to you and a definite mood booster. You might want to read up on um, nuts and seeds and how they help balance your hormones out, especially for those of us that are very affected by the cold winter months. Now, number five, this is something that I did not come up on my own. I actually found it from a girl named Melissa Wood Teppenberger, Tepper, I don't know how to say her last name, but her Instagram handle is Melissa Wood Health. She's somebody that I'm super, super into right now. Her and Alexia Clark, they're the two 
women that I'm going to be following here in a month or two when it comes to their nutrition and workout routines. Um, not, not Alexia's food routine, but definitely Melissa's food and workout and a little bit of Alexia's workout routine. And Melissa, what health is all about, you know, when you're working out, it's for your body, but your body is nothing without its mind or spirit, you know, and when you're meditating, your mind is nothing without your body and your spirit. So she kind of takes this holistic approach to everything that she does. If I'm eating, it's good for my mind, body, and soul. If I'm working out, it's good for my mind, body, and soul. If I'm um, meditating, it's the same thing. Like everything she does in life and everything that she uses in her life and her daily life is built around, is this good for me? How is this good for all areas of my life? And I really, really enjoy listening to her. She's a very calming individual, complete opposite of me. And I think that's why I like her. Um, And she's very just very inspiring. Um, I like I like looking at her Instagram. I like listening to her videos on YouTube. She's great. So she said something that helps her to get over the winter blues is to get up in the morning and if the weather is kind of off and you don't feel like getting out of your covers, she's like, I ask myself, how do I want to be known in the world? Like, how do I want to show up for those people around me, for my kids, for my husband, for my employees, for my work, for this universe, for myself even? Like, how do I want to show up today? Do I want to be the Debbie Downer who's affected by the weather or the cold and like harping on everything negative in my life? Or do I want to show up and like live, you know, and have fun and have gratitude and have just zest for life? She goes, that's a mindset that you have to talk yourself into. And so when you do that, first of all, you're going to get up. Trust me, you're not going to want to lay around in bed. And second, when you show up like that time and time again in life, opportunities just fall into your lap. Things just keep getting better and better for you. Because trust me, there's nothing wrong with staying home and cuddling in your you know, bed way past noon because it's snowing outside or it's freezing outside. You don't want to take the dogs out and you just want to curl up and read a book and not even shower. We all have those days, but one, okay? Maybe one day like that a week or one day like that a month. You shouldn't really feel that uninspired or unmotivated in life just because the weather is that way, you know? There's something deeper there if that's your issue. So you kind of want to just question yourself and be like, I have this day, I'm healthy, I'm alive, I'm here. I mean, I could just get up and make the most of this day. Whatever it is that I do, I'm going to accomplish something. And her story behind this was that she too did not come up with this little self-check of hers. It was her trainer when she went moved to New York and it was like really shitty weather that day. And she texted him and said, I don't think I'm going to come in today for my workout. And he's like, oh, Melissa, You know, like you're going to let the weather stop you from giving your body what it needs. Like, how do you want to be known in this world as the one who quit, you know, just because it's raining outside. And so her little, um, her sharing that little piece of information, um, with me or on her blog, I should say, um, was very helpful to me and it kind of put things into perspective. And I actually have this written out on my bathroom wall. Because sometimes when I'm in the bathroom, I'll be taking, I take really hot showers in the wintertime. I know you're not supposed to, but whatever. Um, And there are just times I just don't want to get out. You know, I just want to stand in there and I want to stand in my towel and just like stand in my bathroom where it's warm. 
but then I'll read this and I'll just be like, no, life happens once. And the weather is not something to be hindered by. It's something to be actually motivated by, inspired by, and just seen as like a phenomenon as opposed to something that like changes our moods per se. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I'll go over the five again. Number one is saging and earthing. Number two is take up some warming activities. Three is meditate with incense sticks or essential oils, one or the other. Four is eat more seasonal fruits and vegetables. And five is ask yourself when you catch yourself falling into this like winter blues mood, how do I want to be known in this world? And how do I want to show up for those people that I love around me? And that should be an immediate mood booster for you. I don't have any books on this topic, um, but I do have a quote. And the quote is, remember, it's always mind over matter. All of the things that I have shared to do are not necessarily in and of themselves supposed to get rid of the bad weather or the winter months. They're also not supposed to immediately snap you into vacation mode and take you on a beach. All of these things are to help bring your mind from focusing on the winter months and the weather outside and your gloomy mood onto something else that's within you, that's in front of you, that's giving you pleasure, that's giving you peace, that's like healing your soul and making you happy. If I could sum up this episode in one word, it would be the best way to get over the winter blues is to douse yourself in self-care. Do anything and everything that you can to just love yourself. Facials, massages, salt baths, candle baths, like essential oils, incense sticks, um, your favorite coffee mug or like your favorite, you know, matcha latte in the morning, whatever it is, your coziest new sweater that you got. Do anything and everything that you can to just give to yourself. Consistently give to yourself without any regret and without any guilt. And I promise you, winter is not even going to phase you. Um, I love how I go through this entire episode right after I tell you guys that I'm going on vacation for a week. But here's a little tidbit on that as well. Brian and I don't really go on vacation in the summer. Summers are really big times for people to go on vacations. But him and I, our work is just the type of work where summer tends to be the execution state of our work, whereas the fall and winter and spring is more like computer and sales oriented and like the creating part of things. So we, it's easier for us to travel in the fall and winter, basically. And it's very difficult for us to travel after May. Basically, like end of May, June, July, August is like very, very tough. Even the beginning of September is very tough for us to travel. So we tend to just shift our vacation stuff into the fall and winter months is what we we tend to do. So it just so happens in the last several years, we've always gone on a vacation in early fall or early winter. And so if you can't afford, you know, two vacations a year, then maybe instead of taking a vacation in the summertime, try to take one in the wintertime, you know, or maybe take a smaller vacation in the summer and take a nice big long one in the wintertime. Whatever it is, there are ways around all of this stuff and you can definitely get creative. And because I know that's the one thing everybody wants to do the most is get away for the wintertime. But it's possible with a little bit, a little bit of pre-planning 
it's absolutely possible for you to be able to do that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, I have a lot of cool stuff coming for you guys soon. Again, all the creative stuff that I do with the podcast and the brand that I'm trying to build, this is all stuff that I do like, well, I should say free time, but it's not my free time. I do it like after between like 3 p.m. and 11 p.m. And the rest of my day is taken up by my career. So in just, you know, I love to share this stuff with you guys, but I, I, I adore the feedback that I get. Um, I was on Instagram last night looking at something and this one girl had mentioned it and she said it so perfectly. And she's like, when I say or do something from my heart and I'm not really getting anything from it, like monetarily wise or, you know, some immediate reaction from a boss or like a result that's like tangible and I'm just doing it because I feel pulled to do it. And then my audience reacts in such a positive manner. There is no better feeling than that for me right now. And I was telling Brian earlier this week that I have surprised myself that it's been over a year and I'm still doing this podcast. And my podcast has gone through a lot of ups and downs and I'm still here doing it. And the audience keeps growing. The reviews and the ratings keep going higher. Like all of that stuff matters to me. And when you guys, some of my friends and family members, when you guys text me, that even means more to me. Like it means the world to me. So please never hesitate to reach out because I don't think you guys understand that when you say, hey, Nina, you should talk about this or hey, Nina, I love this episode or hey, like that's, you guys may not know what mind frame I'm in or what frame of mind I'm in that day or how I'm trying to juggle work and my creative stuff that makes me so happy. But that little text message or that little DM or that one positive review on our podcast or really kind email, all the emails that get sent to Brian too, he forwards to me. You guys have no idea. It's like, this tiny little sprinkle that just like kind of keeps me going and keeps me going because by no means do I have everything figured out either. Um, I mean, I'm only 31 and I'm just learning to only put my energy towards things that I love to do, regardless of what they get me or don't get me. So I'm very, very appreciative guys. Hope you enjoy this podcast. And as always, thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys next week.